Welcome, everybody, to a special mini episode of Extreming Disney. This is a weekly podcast where, unlike our usual longer episodes, on this we're going to be breaking down all the news pieces that have come out in the past week. We have a lot of MCU news to cover, including the casting for Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. That is probably the most exciting thing to, to have happen this week. But me and my guest for this mini episode will break all those things down for you today. And to do that, I welcome on huge MCU fan and Kamala Khan fan, Terry Bonnie, to do that. Terry, welcome back. Hello, people of Earth. Oh, you're stealing that. I am. Paul Sear wants your... Uh, I was going to not give away who I was stealing it from because we're going to get to it when we talk about one of your news articles, but... That's right. Nice pull, Terry. <laughs> there's a reason why you are a frequent guest on the show (laughs) all with the polls Uh, Uh, so yeah we got a we got a lot of mcu news mcu news to cover for this week but before we get to that you know it being friday um we have all the new stuff at disney plus like drops on friday they always drop their stuff on friday with one exception actually right now but i just wanted to run through these things and see if there's anything that's interests us that we're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to make sure I watch this this weekend. Does that sound good, Terry? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, first of all, we had a movie that dropped yesterday, October 1st, and that is the Maleficent movie, the first one starring Angelina Jolie. Um, if you remember back to maybe like the second month that this podcast existed, me and my guest Gina, we actually did a review over Maleficent 2, and we talked about Maleficent a little bit, and we talked about Sleeping Beauty as well. Also, we're getting new episodes of Magic of Disney Animal Kingdom, Weird But True, One Day at Disney, and we're now getting an extended version of Zenimation, which they pushed all those little together to make one longer episode. And this is an animated ASMR show, which is exactly what I wanted from Disney. Um, <laughs> also, we got the latest season of the, the Simpsons, which is season 31. And we have the first season of Secrets of the Zoo Down Under. And then finally, we got two movies that were added onto the Disney Plus library, Mr. Holland's Opus and Cheaper by the Dozen 2. Wow. Somebody's a fan of that. Yep, that is my cat. His name is Taco. I meant to apologize at the top of the show. I fed him right before you called me, hoping he wouldn't pull his nightly stunt. Um, <laughs> About, like, five or ten minutes after I feed him every night, he mm-hmm. just decides he needs more food. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he'll... I think he's either reacting to Disney's Animal Kingdom... <laughs> Secrets of the Zoo or Mr. Holland's Opus. What he doesn't know yet is he's getting a little brother on Sunday, so. Oh. Yep. He'll calm down in a couple minutes. So, dear dear audience, if you hear him, he just is also excited about TV. He watches TV with me. So, Terry, any of these things that we just mentioned are you excited about? Or are you going to plan on watching? Um, I never saw Maleficent, so that's like you know, not necessarily at the top of my list, but I definitely wouldn't turn it down if someone wanted to watch it. Um, I am really excited to watch Weird But True with, like, my little cousins. Okay. I looked that up, and that looks like a kid's show, and I think they'd, like, I would probably enjoy it regardless, but I think they'd really like it, too. 
Yeah, it's pretty informative. It's actually not it's not that bad of a show. You know, I'm I'm learning stuff actually watching that show. Because I mean, here's a news flash for everybody. I watch anything that everything that comes on Disney Plus, especially the original programming. So I watch this. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty good. I gotta say, I am loving the magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, it's not often that I have something on Disney Plus that's an original series that I can watch with Jess, and she loves the Animal Kingdom. Oh, cool! The Animal Kingdom Park. So. Yeah, we we are we're planning our Disney trip to take some time in the future, not anytime soon, but we're definitely gonna have a lot of time in the Animal Kingdom to go on that safari and see animals. Yeah, so pretty excited about that. I like documentaries, so that wasn't really, you know, didn't really get my engine revving. But I was like, another thing that I would gladly sit and watch. We used to play um, that BBC animal show at bluefields all the time oh planet earth yeah we used to have that going on like a loop so that's really good and very good i remember everyone in my class being absolutely over the moon about mr holland's opus and i cannot remember a darn thing about it i remember it it's a it's a really good movie and i'm i remember being younger when i first saw it and i'm excited to go back to watch it as an adult so i think i get it confused with mr popper's penguins Okay. Or whatever. I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. That's the funniest thing I think you've ever said. Well, I mean, it, it makes sense if you know that my brain works in the way that I also used to get Limp Biscuit and Linkin Park mixed up. I can see that. I can understand that, actually. You know, it's, I don't, it's just like things that enter my brain at the same time sure. sometimes. Um, so Mr. Holland's Opus stars Richard Dreyfus. And he's a he's a high school music director, Mr. Holland's Opus. Or no, Miss, look what you did to me. <laughs> Mr. Popper's Penguin stars, I think, Jim Carrey. Oh, it's based on a children's book where he literally has penguins as pets. Literally has penguins. Yes. All right. So, if hopefully that clears that up for you. It, it does. It does. Splendid. Um, well, let's get on to the news stories. Um, yeah, like I said, MCU news, up the wazoo, all Disney Plus related. Um, let's just get to our first story, because this is the biggest thing, Terry. I'm just going to let you loose on this. News came out Wednesday that we are finally got our casting for Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. She'll be played by Iman um, Vellani, who is a new actress, totally new young actress, having this be her first acting credit. Reports are showing that she will not only premiere and star in her own series, but that we can expect to see her star in future MCU movies as well, being a part of the Avengers or the Young Avengers, whatever they choose to do with her. Um, so, yeah, it's nice to know that we have a future with this with this character as well. But go ahead, Terry. What do you want to say? Oh, I'm so stoked. And it made me think of a because you actually surprisingly were not the first person to send me that news article last night. Mm which I thought was really funny. Um, A couple different things come to mind, and most of your Marvel news actually ties into the point of, like, the the television and the MCU finally overlapping. Yeah. Which I think opens so many doors, but it will make it tough, I think, for people who maybe have a little bit of comic book burnout at this point. 
Okay. So maybe 2020 is a good break that people aren't really getting bombarded with a comic book movie and then a show and then another show and then a movie and then a movie and then a movie. So Mm -hmm. it's really cool because uh, Daredevil and a couple of the other ones, they they reference the incident in New York from the first Avengers on the in passing. Um, mostly I think in reference to how New York city has changed at that point, but the movies have so far ignored daredevil and Jessica Jones and Punisher and Luke Cage. Right. So now Kevin Feige is opening the floodgates and just Mm -hmm. saying, all right, guys go to town. And I think that's really exciting. And it made me feel better today. I was doing some research on it. And they're planning on most of these shows being miniseries. Right. So they're not going to be typical, traditional American television seasons where they have 23 episodes. No, yeah, they're going to be like eight episodes. And and I think probably what we can, similar to what we have with The Mandalorian, I think if one does good enough, there will probably be like, you know, Disney is in the making money camp. I don't think they would ever like shrug away of saying, oh, well, um, Falcon Winter Soldier was huge. Let's try to do another season with these guys. You know what I mean? And yeah, and they've already said that um, Sebastian Stan's stunt double said that. Oh, yeah, they have more plans for him in the future. Oh, you know, beautiful. Um, I'm hoping my hope. But talk to me about Kamala Khan. Yeah, talk to me okay. specifically about that. So Kamala is uniquely exciting. She is Marvel's first. Muslim superhero with a standalone title. Um, her first appearance is um, by G. Willow Wilson. And I think it was 2014, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have the books in front of me. They're in my bedroom. But sounds about right. Um, it was about the time that we were going to Comic-Con a lot is when she was, G. Willow Wilson was starting to put these issues out and Kamala was starting to get a lot of hype and a lot of steam and she's she's a teenager so she's got a little bit of a Peter Parker kind of vibe and her family are Pakistani immigrants who are practicing Muslims so you get this really interesting um she's got to deal with going to school uh her parents are strict Muslims um and then now she's a superhero but she's not like Carol Danvers, uh, where I, and I guess Carol is kind of a little bit unique too. But well, Carol is a is a huge inspiration. For she, her. It's like Kamala loves Carol Danvers. So in the first issue, um, Kamala is caught in the Tarragon mist. Which, yes, this is an Inhuman. Yeah, which if you're not familiar with Inhumans, I hadn't watched the show at that point because it was getting such bad ratings. Yeah, don't. Um, <laughs> so I had to look it up. And okay. so she's not a mutant, but she has kind of mutant superpowers. She can um, kind of shapeshift is the simplest way to describe it. And the first time it happens to her, she panics and Carol is the first thing that she thinks of. So she shapeshifts into Carol Danvers, who at this point has um, moved on from the Miss Marvel title into the Captain Marvel title. 
which is its whole thing on its own. Another story for another podcast. So Kamala kind of like picks that up and she's got to like deal with like inhumans. And I think one of the first books there's like teenagers and or other inhumans being kidnapped by the villain in that one. Um, It's, and she's just so delightful. Like she has that like teenage attitude that I think um, Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield kind of have in their Spider-Man movies. So, I mean, I, yeah, you don't, your Peter's your favorite. So, well, no, I, yeah, I mean, um, Andrew Garfield, you lost me there. I don't, yeah, when you, you have, when you have a, a 25 year old, a 30 year old Spider-Man. Yeah. To be fair okay. though, I think Tom Holland was like 21. He's 21 now. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah. They're just not as emo as Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Like they're, well, t- they're sassier. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, tell me this. How do you feel about this news though, around the casting? I, you know, we don't know her, so we, I have no expectations. So I kind of like it that way. I had zero expectations about Ant-Man, and it blew me out of the water. Like, it's not my favorite superhero movie that I've seen in the last few years. I think um, Wonder Woman probably is. But, oh, Wonder Woman and Black Panther tied for number one. But Ant-Man, I think all of us were just so pleasantly surprised because none of us had any expectations. Where I remember the summer that Green Lantern came out, (laughs) before all of this, like, Marvel madness, Uh Green Lantern was kind of one of the only superheroes that I was remotely familiar with. And I was so excited because I love Ryan Reynolds. And that movie bombed. It was terrible. Okay, so what's what's your point? Come back to <laughs> oh, I think we're all going to be delightfully surprised by this yeah. young lady. I I agree. I think you know they, they were they already said they were looking for someone that they would you know take out from the series and add on to the movies, and this casting must have went swimmingly, you know, and it just makes me so excited to hear that this young actress who's new to the scene has this is gonna have this launching point for her yeah you know and that's just exciting i'm excited too that with her and tom holland they are starting to go a little bit younger with their casting because it's a little bit more true to the the book versions and a little bit gives them a little bit more room to grow like you know not that I don't love Samuel L. Jackson, but he's probably up at the top of the list for older Marvel actors. So Yeah, well, let's use that to segue into our next story. Sure. So one of the biggest um, news, news pieces to come out this past week is that apparently by Variety, they're reporting that they were, the, they were the first ones to report that Disney Plus is working on another new series. And this time will be focused on the character Nick Fury played by Samuel L. Jackson. Um, so how, what do you think of this? I think my dad is going to be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Nick Fury. I do. But we are starting to get to the point where I'm like, wow, I only have so many hours in a day. 
and I know um, my time first is going to go to Miss Marvel and then a couple of the other shows that you have on your list to talk about today, which I'm sure you know which ones, <laughs> and we'll get to it. But Nick, I think the Nick Fury one has so much potential to either be really serious or really funny, and I'm really excited to see what they do about it. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see. And, and I think one thing that will make it a lot easier is not all these shows are coming out at the same time. True. You know, and, and we have a lot of MCU news right now. A lot of it is because um, they're going back into production for some of these series that were kind of their first wave of Disney Plus MCU series. So, you know, WandaVision um, finishing up their stuff, you know, I think they might be done at this point. Right, and WandaVision um, wasn't supposed to be the first of the TV shows. Right, and with with Falcon Winter Soldier, you know, wrapping up stuff, and Loki coming back on the scene with things, you know, and we're getting, we're kind of getting to that next wave as far as casting and news pieces, and what is that? Hmm? You have a weird noise going? No, you got really quiet for a second, though. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know what that was. Anyway, um, so the second wave stuff that we're getting as far as casting and we're hearing about directors is like the Miss Marvel and She-Hulk and Moon Knight. So I think we're just getting, we're getting bombarded right now with all this news. Um, and it just seems like a lot right now. But I think with Samuel L. Jackson, the thing that has me most interested is the last time we saw him as Nick Fury was in the ending credits of Spider-Man Far From Home, where we see him and he's out in space. Oh, so yeah. So depending on what happens with his character, maybe in, the, in a movie or so, maybe we see him in Black Widow or maybe we see him in something else. I at this point we're like maybe this series has to do with where he is right now and it makes me think of maybe they're getting into stuff with sword which is like shield in space <laughs> um but we'll see we'll see what happens well, and i i hope that this wouldn't be a nice kind of off ramp for his character in a sense kind of like i feel like what they're doing with some of their series like hawkeye being an off ramp for Jeremy Renner mm-hmm. and others, you know, so. I wonder, too, the other option for Nick Fury is they kind of give him an interesting little personality and backstory in Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. That would be an interesting Nick Fury show also. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Like, yeah, what I, is I... what is 90s Nick Fury really like? Mm. Or, you know, we're, we, we did the whole 80s nostalgia thing, and we're, you know, that was kind of a 90s nostalgia movie. What happens when we get to 2000s? Ooh. You know, leading up to. Oh, him you know, searching Iron for Man. Thor. Yeah. That's That'd a, be cool. Yeah. There are a lot of options with Nick Fury. I feel like he's a busy guy and he's a secretive guy. Right. And it just gives a lot of options and surprises for where the show itself could go. Yeah. All right, so our next story, um, we got a trailer for the Marvel 616 docuseries that is coming out weekly starting next month in November. This is not like a strict MCU um, show or anything like that. This is a docuseries really about the making of the Marvel comic books and the fandom around it. Um, Terry, you got a chance to watch the trailer. What did you think? I was delighted. I think this will be a really good bridge between comic book nerds 
and people who are only familiar with MCU because I did a very minimal amount of looking into what it was going to be. I saw it mentioned when I was trying to find some Miss Marvel stuff earlier this week and saw that it was going to be, you know, like a different direction every week with Mm -hmm. like what they were talking about. But the trailer, it does, you know, they're talking to artists and what it was like to like, there was one guy that was like, yeah, I killed Spider-Man. Yeah. So I think it'll, it'll be a good peak for the people who, are only watching the movies because there is you know you remember when I started reading comic books I had no idea what to do there are so many points where you can jump in right that it's really overwhelming to choose from so I think intimidating yeah it really is and I I mean you know how much I love Paul Shear I'm I'll sit and watch like anything that he's gonna do so yeah I'm excited yeah, what's what's interesting about this? I'm going to suggest listeners to go back, and they there was the Comic Con at Home experience that happened um, in July, and it was kind of the the stand-in for you know the San Diego Comic Con, and they featured two or uh, three different panels that were Disney Plus stuff, and one of them was Marvel Six One Six, and um, they featured two of the main directors, and one of them was Paul Shear. And the other one, other one was Jillian Jacobs, and um, she directed, I think, the first episode. And what's interesting they were talking about was that each director who had who took the helm for one of these, you know, different episodes, their style of being in the, as it being a documentary was totally different. You know, like it seems like we see Paul Shear a lot in his episode, but for Jillian's episode, we don't really see them. So it's going to be interesting to see the different style in these episodes of this documentary series um, and also what they choose to focus on. And it seems like from what they were saying there is that Jillian Jacobs episode is going to be really about the female characters of Marvel and their popularity and the creators and writers and editors and artists um, who work for Marvel as well, who are female. So that's going to be the first episode is going to be about that. And then Paul Shear is talking about like the wacky Marvel characters that nobody talks about. Oh man, I hope he talks about Squirrel Girl. He might be. He, he might be. Did did that's her really did the cartoon ensemble show that she was going to be in get nixed, or is that one of the ones that's on your list that's coming up? Um, that was supposed to be for Hulu. I we <sighs> haven't heard much from that in a long time. Because, I mean, everything is Disney Plus now, you know, and that's what um, Marvel's the most excited about using as a platform. Yeah, so we'll I just have to see. I just thought I remembered you mentioning she was going to be part of What If. She might be. Um, I I think what they were going to do was the Offenders, and they were going to have like her and Howard the Duck, and a couple others okay. like these weird characters like Modok and other stuff. So anyway. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this show. I'm I'm just hungry for anything Marvel on Disney Plus at this point, <laughs> and anything about like just the comic book history is super interesting. And yeah. I think it's gonna, like you said, it's gonna bridge things for people. Hopefully, I would love to see more documentary stuff. I haven't dived too far into Disney Plus's documentary section. I saw a Titanic one last week and sat and watched that, okay. but. I lost you there for a second. What was that, Terry? Oh, I haven't looked too far into Disney Plus's documentary section, but I did find a really interesting Titanic one the other day. 
because they have a bunch of National Geographic stuff. Mm. So I want to look more at what documentaries they have because I love them. So I hope Marvel 616 does really well and they make more stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in that. Um, and so let's get on to our next story. It actually is about the series that I'm the most you know excited about. Actress Emily Van Camp, who plays um, Sharon Carter, um, Agent 13 in the Captain America movies, she confirms that she has wrapped her filming for the series Falcon and Winter Soldier. So uh, that's I think that's excellent news, and it makes me so happy because it makes me feel like we're going to be getting that series early 2021, and that has me excited. That's really cool, and I'm glad they included her because she... Toward the end of the civil line, civil war storyline in the comic book universe, she is pretty pivotal. Yeah, and I she was underused in Civil War. Yep, in the MCU. So I'm excited to see what they do with her. Yeah, I'm I'm excited too. And what's interesting about the Falcon Winter Soldier series, from what they said, you know, the, from when they were like they stopped filming. A while ago, they said that they were only like two weeks away from production being ended. And people were like, well, why don't we just get the first few episodes and then like get the later ones, you know, later. But what was different about how they filmed this series is that they said they filmed it as like a huge movie. And so when you film in like a movie format, you might be filming the last episode first. You know what I mean? So you right. Might- just the order of filming and editing and all that. So, but to know that one of their main actors um, has wrapped her filming for the for the series gives me like gets me so excited. And I'm just hoping we start hearing more news about that show wrapping. And then, like, hey, February, we're getting Falcon Winter Soldier. I'll be so happy. Yeah, I'm. I love Bucky Barnes, so I'm really excited about that. And I. Feel like I haven't given Falcon a fair shake, so I'm excited to get to know him better as a character. Yeah, yeah, me too. I I do love Bucky, and I I'm I'm with you there. But I also do love Falcon as a character too. I love Winter Soldier is my favorite movie in the MCU, and I love the relationship between Steve and all the characters between him and Natasha, him and Sam. You know, Fal- uh, Falcon and him and Bucky, you know, it's just, it's, I, I think it's so rich, all the relationships represented there. So yeah, I, I did love Falcon and his relationship with him and Winter Soldier. So, all right. So let's take a break here from the MCU news to hit a couple other pieces. Disney launched or Disney plus launched a group watch feature this week. This allows friends to watch the same programs together over the internet, being able to react while watching with emojis. Um, And this is obviously in response to things like Netflix party and things along those lines, as we are to still be social distancing and these streaming platforms are, you know, giving us options to be able to do things together, even though we're, you know, not together physically. Um, Is that something that you would, you would ever want to do Terry is do a group watch with your friends. I think that's so cool. But honestly, we're all so busy that I don't know if I'd ever get to use it. Yeah. Like, my family and I watch stuff together, but we're 
together all the time anyway, so we just go to someone's house and watch it. So and it's then like you're physically together, yeah. Yeah, and then when Mel and I are watching Lost, we text. So yeah. And it seems like all you can do is like throw a little emoji like a heart and you can see it on the screen or a a thumbs up or something like Yeah, that's not... that's not as fun as like me being no. able to text the snarky things I'm thinking to somebody. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what this what goes on with this. I, I think it's interesting. I think the the area that I would be most excited to use this feature would be like, oh, well, I want to go back and actually rewatch the first episode for Mandalorian, and to do that, I'm going to watch it with a friend, and we're going to react together, you know, and mm-hmm. it'll be fun, you know. So I it would be something like that, but I don't think this feature is going to get a whole lot of um, usage from me. So, um, other news, a soundtrack will drop for the movie clouds that will be releasing on October 16th. And the soundtrack will release alongside the movie when it drops on the same day. Um, do you know anything about this movie, Terry? Are you interested in it? I looked it up today and I'm going to go ahead and say hard pass. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a young man who's a musician who gets cancer and and he's fighting cancer. Like, no, thank you. What if the music's really, really good? Maybe I'll listen to the music, but like, honestly, Peter, you and I have had enough of that in real life in the last five years. Like, I don't want to sit and watch a movie about it right now. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. I'll watch it and I'll let you know how it is. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, Back to MCU news, because that's all we have left to cover. (laughs) Um. Rich uh, actor Richard E. Grant confirms he's starring alongside Tom Hiddleston in the Loki series, which just started shooting again after production was shut down due to COVID. So, do you know Richard E. Grant at all? No, I don't. Um, he's been in a few things. He has a um, recognizable face. He, let's see, he was in the latest Star Wars movie. Um, so he played one of like the the Empire or the First Order um, villains in that. Um, he was in the movie with Melissa McCarthy where she was writing and pretending to be like famous writers. Oh, I didn't get she, to see that yet. She plays like his her friend in that. Um, he's he's an impressive actor and he was nominated for that role in that movie. And the the title of the movie escapes me. Um, but yeah, he's it's it's cool and again i'm just happy to see that production has started up there again because we don't we really like that's the one that i feel like is really flying under the radar you know because we have the trailer for wandavision and we are all like anticipating falcon winter soldier and you know we're hearing stuff about um hawkeye to, to some extent loki is just flying completely under the radar I did see an article today that had some speculation about the plot of loki Right. Was it about like how he takes the um the cosmic cube and it's just about that Loki yeah. jumping around? Yeah, that's pretty. Ex- I mean, that makes the most sense, and I'm excited about that. Like a kind of like a what if situation, but just with Loki. Right, and it's going to be more. It's not going to be the Loki that we know after the Avengers, who had his turn in Thor two and in Thor three, and and we lost in uh, Avengers Infinity War. It's going to be a more what we remember as far as a villainous Loki. So that will be interesting to watch. It will be. I love Loki, so I'm here for it. 
yeah, I'm I'm stoked. Um, though I, I'm I think I'm of the four shows in those that first like round. That one is the one that I'm probably until I see something I'm gonna say is my my least anticipated one for me. I think I think Wandavision. Really, even after watching the trailer. Yeah, I don't really like Vision that much. Oh, see, I I love. I, it seems like they're basing this series off of um, House of M for her and the Vision comic book that came out like three years ago for him okay. by Tom King. And I loved that Vision series. It was only like eight issues long and it was just awesome. It was I, so cool. I did read a synopsis today that made me kind of a little bit more excited about it that a lot of it is going to take – I didn't actually watch the trailer, so forgive me if this is all like – okay known but it's gonna a lot of it's gonna take place in her head and then kind of be a lead-in to the next doctor strange movie the like multiverse of madness or whatever it's called yeah so that's interesting it's exciting and i know for for me and jess she loves elizabeth olsen she loves um, that's her favorite character in the mcu is the scarlet witch cool so i think she's gonna be excited to watch the show and yeah, I'm 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 excited to see this series for sure. Um, so the last couple stories that we have are kind of speculation, rumor things. So it's not like hard stories. We don't know for sure. But the first one has to do with the Hawkeye series from the MCU. It has been rumored that the villain Madame Mask could be the villain for the Hawkeye series. Um, she's originally an Iron Man villain but she became a main villain in the Hawkeye series in the past 10 years, primarily being an antagonist to Kate Bishop, who's like the second generation Hawkeye. Um, The villain was also uh, portrayed in the Agent Carter TV show back in season two, but we don't really have any word whether or not the same actress would come back to like reprise the role or what they would do with it. Again, this is just rumors at this point. Um, But Terry, when you hear this, what do you, what are you thinking? The synopsis I saw today is that they're going to make Kate Bishop Hawkeye's daughter, and you know how much I love Kate Bishop. I don't think they're actually having her be his daughter, though. Uh, But regardless, I love Kate Bishop, so if she's going to be in it. I, to Right now, my only real exposure to Kate Bishop is the Matt Fraction Hawkeye right. series, which I think is 2010 or 2014. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, Matt, that is such a, Guys, that's a resurgent. great series. Oh, it was such a great series. In the comic book. Yeah. And I think and I just actually Ooh. I just actually got the first two trade paperbacks okay. of Kate Bishop's Hawkeye. So I haven't okay. read them yet. But I just got nice. them last week. Yeah, what's what's really cool and I and I think it's interesting in talking about Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, and as earlier we were talking about Miss um, Marvel with Kamala Khan, is just, I think what makes those, part of what makes those comics so interesting and stand out is just the art is so, it just pops out there with the color for both oh, of them. And I... That Matt Fraction artwork is so incredible. So this is like, listeners, this is like your chance too. You're getting recommendations if you want to go back and read some comics and like pick up first volumes at your local comic book store, get that first volume of Miss Marvel. 
get that first volume of Vision um, by Tom King, Matt Fractions, Hawkeye. These are all really great series to get plugged into. I, you, we're not going to let you down with all these recommendations. Trust us there. I also walked back into my room because I know you know, Captain Marvel is real huge and she's important to Kamala. So it was Kelly Sue DeConnick. I had to look it up. She did two runs of Captain Marvel. If you're interested in, she's the one who kind of like kicked off the new version of Carol. Stronger. um... Uh, The first one she did is starts with in pursuit of flight and then the second one the second run that she did the first volume is higher further faster okay. more which i love because that one's carol in space right. and i just think it's really adorable so so how do you feel about this news about madam mass do you have any thoughts about that i actually don't know who okay. that is but i mean yeah i'm down i didn't I got interrupted today when I was trying to look up all this stuff, so I didn't actually get to look into her. But I think DC does better villains, but which is surprising for me to admit because I don't really like DC mm. that much. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there's some villains, obviously, within the MCU that are definitely weak, and then we do have some really great, strong ones there as well. It'll be it'll be interesting to see, and and I'm just more interested in seeing what they do in regards to the fact that. This character was already in the Agent Carter TV show, and that was, you know, took place in like the 40s and the 50s. And yeah, that's a little so interesting. So I, I don't know if they're just going to retcon that completely and say, yeah, forget about that. That didn't really happen, which I would honestly be more okay with than them trying to tie in some kind of erroneous way of, of this character being in both. You know what I mean? I would just be more like, yeah. he's like, oh, I'm her daughter. I'll be like, oh, that's perfect. There we go. You know what I mean? That would be enough for me. Yeah. Um, the other major rumor, and this is, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, there, and we've been looking at casting for the second wave MCU series, and this is one that I was waiting for, and I'm just, I'm, we'll get to it. But, you know, we have um, <laughs> Marvel casted. We have She-Hulk casted. Well, the rumor that we have right now is that for the Moon Knight series, which is one I'm super excited about, um, the rumor is, is that Keanu Reeves might be playing the title character. Terry, do you want me to go first? I'm... Yes, because I'm not actually sure what this okay. one is, but I just... Moon Knight yeah. is kind of the, the, bat, is the Batman of Marvel. In a lot of ways. I mean, some people would say Daredevil is, but Moon Knight, if you look at how he's dressed and what he looks like, um, he is very much like a Marvel version of Batman. And he's his costume is all white or all silver. Um, but his whole thing is, Ooh. you know, like, oh, well, wouldn't he be seen? And he's like, I want the bad guys to see me coming. And I was like, that is cool. But what's interesting that's what's yeah, interesting wow. about his character especially in the recent iterations that we found him is that his story has a lot to do with mental illness and multiple personality disorder and so it's like he's has his body being shared by like three distinct personalities one of which is the superhero moon knight and who believes he got his powers from 
um, an Egyptian god. And but is it really is it true or is it just his psychosis? It's just it's such an interesting story, and I love it. And I love Keanu Reeves. I absolutely adore Keanu Reeves. Even just recently going back or just watching the new Bill and Ted movie. I loved the new Bill and Ted movie. Um, the John Wick movies are fantastic. But I don't know how I feel about him being rumored to play this character of Mark Spector, Moon Knight. Um, just because I, I, I want him, I want the actor to be someone who's a little bit more versatile. If it's somebody with a multiple personality disorder, as much as I love Keanu Reeves and I think he has a real star presence, I don't know how I feel about him playing this character. And I would love for him to be in the MCU, but I just don't know about this character. So that's that's kind of my thought. And I hope it just stays as rumors and that it won't be confirmed yet. But in, and who knows? If it gets confirmed, maybe I'll be proved wrong. But those are that's my thoughts. I feel like the way the way that Benedict Cumberbatch is choosing to do Doctor Strange, that description is like, oh yeah, maybe like Keanu Reeves would be a better Doctor Strange. That's interesting. Because I feel like I know Benedict Cumberbatch as an actor, and I know he's got so much more depth than that, but I would love to see Keanu Reeves in the MCU. I would almost want to see him play I, a villain. You mm. know, that would be interesting. All right. Especially with his, like, if he brings in some of his stuff that he's been doing recently in the John Wick movies, his whole gun fu, I might be, I might be for that more so. Yeah. I guess we'll just have to see. We'll have to see what happens. (laughs) Um, But would you, does that, do you sound, do you feel excited about that notion? I mean, it doesn't seem like you know Moon Knight too, too well. I don't. I like that. Um, well, I want the bad guys to see me. That's an interesting flex. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, that's pretty ballsy. Yeah, he's pretty BA, honestly. I, yeah, I don't, I didn't get a chance to look up Moon Knight. The logo is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, A plus to whoever designed that. And if you want to a good comic read, read the, the version of Moon Knight that came out. Oh my gosh! Um, back in like 2015 or so, because oh, it's so good. Okay, it's it's one I would give a shot. Yeah, especially if Keanu Reeves was in it, because you're right. I think I'd be really interested to see what he was up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's and it's weird, you know what? Like looking at Keanu Reeves now, he he's definitely aging, you know, and he looks good behind the beard in John Wick. But when I watched him in the latest Bill and Ted movie that came out, when Face the Music, it's like, oh my gosh, Keanu Reeves is getting old. Slowly, you know, not as quickly as others. You can really see it in his face. Anyway, I love the actor. I adore him. So, <laughs> except don't watch him in Much Ado About Nothing. He's not good in that movie. Okay, so. Anyway, Terry, that's the news for this week. Thank you for joining me to break all these stories down. I appreciate you kind of jumping in last minute to do this with me. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And listeners, um, yeah, listen to the this previous week episode. Me and Marge Merzig, we talked about Old Yeller, um, which was such a great conversation. I had such a blast with her. And be looking forward to this next week's episode in which Terry – I know you're going to be a little jealous about this one, but I got Jess to come on, my wife, 
to talk to me about Hocus Pocus. So, oh, that's fun. You know, I love Halloween. So, yeah, watch Hocus Pocus and listen to next week's episode. Are you there? <laughs> yep, I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> I thought that felt like a that felt like a goodbye. Well, I, oh, oh so okay. I was, like, I was trying to say that to you. Oh, all right. Yeah, I haven't seen Hocus Pocus in like a year, so it's about yeah, it's time. Called, it's Halloween time. We're doing all in honor for that. All right, so thank you, Terry, and I will see you soon. We're going to try to figure out another episode here in the near future. But um, yeah, thank you for joining me. Yeah. And thank you, Taco. I'll see you later. Yeah, he says bye. All right, bye-bye.